1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Some of the best high school basketball in the Midwest is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big-time Mike McGivern.
2: Welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Thanks for joining us. We run down today's show at 1030. We'll introduce you to our pick-and-save student-athlete of the week. 10.45, 10.45, Travis Cisco, head basketball coach at New Glarus, is going to join us. 11 o'clock, Kelly Kennedy, former head women's coach at Akron, is going to join us for a segment. Then we'll introduce you to our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. 11.30, Mark Miller from Wisports.net is going to join me for a couple of segments. But for our first two segments today, Joe Rucks, head basketball coach at Brookfield East, is joining us. Uh, coach, Happy New Year. How are you doing?
1: Good. Happy New Year to you too. Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, you bet. I really appreciate a couple of minutes of your time and a couple of segments. I was at your game on Wednesday. Uh, 63-56 win at home against Nicolet. and and coach, it was uh, they wouldn't go away. I'll tell you that they're well coached and and they're a awfully good basketball team. But you guys took care of business, um, and I thought it was a really good team win.
1: It was, for sure. I mean, obviously Hayden Doyle played exceptionally well for us individually, but um, a lot of people have recognized how quiet it really was when when he scores 30 points. Uh, We had lots of contributions from everyone, and obviously Nicolet is is tremendous. Um, Kobe Johnson is a heck of a player and causes a lot of problems, and and they've certainly got some quick athletic guards that that can get to the rim. So undoubtedly on offense and defense, we played pretty solid.
2: I agree. When you ask a kid like Hayden Doyle, um, to guard their best player, kid going to USC, and offensively do the things that he does. I think he had he may have had twenty four or twenty two in the first half, and Nicolay obviously adjusted in the second half. And they said I basically said we're not going to let him beat us by himself. And then you had you know a, a couple of kids that hit really big shots. I thought that Bryce Thomas hit a really big shot, and there is there was a time coach with about. Four minutes to go, they were down five and they had the ball. And Kobe Johnson had the ball and you guys stripped it, came down and hit a three, and it went from what could be a two-point game to an eight-point game. And I think that was that that kind of ended it a little bit in in my eyes. Um, but I thought defensively, you guys made some really big stops down the stretch.
1: Yeah, I mean they they started to isolate Kobe in the post in the second half, obviously, and and we're trying to take advantage of his heighted his height advantage on Hayden, but um, we were able to make a few adjustments and and get some stops down the stretch. But you're right, clearly on offense, uh, the other guys stepping up. I think Matt to hit one late, and Bryce might have hit two late. Uh, those those three point shots become pretty big. And again, when Hayden draws attention, he's a he's a willing passer, so it's not as if you just guard him. He's he's kind of done. He's going to contribute in other ways and thought he got his teammates involved, and, and that kind of led to us having a, a positive outcome. You
2: know, the other thing that I thought he did, and we had a conversation a few days ago about, about Hayden Doyle. And in, one of the best players that, that I've coached over my career, because he's an all-around player, and he really fits the system that I like to run. And I thought one of the things that he did really well is get to the line. I mean, if he got a breakaway, he'd slow down just a little bit and create that contact, or he'd create contact and then get a shot up, and he went 9 for 11 from, from the line, which, uh, you know, the, for, for a kid like that, getting to the line normally, it's an automatic two, and, and I thought he did a great job of doing that.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt, you know, Hayden's pretty athletic. I mean, he's he's certainly worked hard on that this offseason with our strength trainer, and uh, he does a really nice job of changing pace and, and changing speed so that he can create a little separation or, as you mentioned, kind of close that gap a little and draw some contact and certainly has the ability to hang, which everybody sees in, in the air, and, and create that extra second, second and a half where he can get that shot off. So um, he's done a really nice job of just of just improving on his overall game this year and, and clearly having the ability to go against bigger players and absorb contact is probably his biggest strength right now.
2: Hey coach. So um, the first time I saw you, uh, coach, was up at Seymour, and I can't, I can't for the life of me remember who you guys lost to in either double or triple overtime in the sectional final. You might remember that. Probably Iola Scandinavia,
1: if that, if that rings a bell.
2: could have been, yeah. And I was at Dominican <laughs> at the time, and we were going to be playing, I believe, the winner of that game, and we thought. I, I, as soon as we beat Cuba City, I went up and ran up to 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 watch you guys play. And we were we were pretty sure that we we're gonna play whoever you were playing against. And after the first half, I went out and I called Coach Wallersheim and said, We want no part of this Ron Collie team. And he goes, What? they are like six feet guards. And I go, We want no part of these guys. And you guys hung in there and it was either it was double overtime, I believe, or maybe triple. I, I don't remember, but it was, I was pleased driving home because I didn't want any part of you. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what that team was about, but I knew that we we're gonna have a difficult difficult time stopping that team. And that offense that you were running back then is a similar offense with with some variation to what you're running now. do do you take it as a compliment that you're seeing teams from all over the state trying to figure out how you run what you run
1: and then um, mimic it a little bit? Um, I mean, yeah, the five out has become pretty popular, you know, at all levels. You're seeing college teams using it obviously a lot. And I think that trickles down to the high school level, but certainly in, in Wisconsin, we've, we've had a little success running that and it's, it's pretty adaptable regardless of what you have. <laughs> pretty adaptable regardless of, of who you have on the floor. And we've been able to tweak some things. Obviously, we have a, a few better athletes at East than we did at Ron Cowley, but um, we just play each other's strengths and, and so far so good.
2: Well, and that's the thing, Coach. I think that, that guys that don't do much homework on that offense think that you have to have a certain type of player. To run it now you've had a lot of different types of players throughout the years and have a lot of success running it and, and you'll you'll make changes to it a little bit depending on, on the type of player you have but you've had kids that you know some kids that are 6'10 or 6'8 anyway and, and being able to run it and then all these guards at times i and I told you this a hundred times but a friend of my son played over at Lincoln in Manitowoc and I thought that Nathan Zastrow would have been a perfect fit for that <laughs> offense at Roncalli because he did exactly what you guys were looking for and you could have gotten he could have gotten guys a lot of shots and he could he obviously shoots the ball or shot the ball really well back then and so when you moved into our area in Brookfield and I told you this too we I was over at Martin Luther at the time, and there were some, some rumors about a couple of different places that you were thinking about uh, going. And when you took Brookfield East, I can tell you that I was happy. I was happy you were in town, and I was happy you weren't going to be in the conference where I was coaching. Um, how hard was it for you to take a program like Brookfield East and, and get everybody from, you know, fourth grade on learning this
1: offense? I mean, it, it's certainly not easy to teach motion, but we're we're also very fortunate that the community that we're in is pretty supportive of athletics, and then our administration's outstanding. So between the parents and the administration, we've been able to to pretty much get what we want in, and there hasn't been too many complaints about what we want to do or any pushback. So from just getting it installed and being able to work year to year, it's it's been pretty smooth sailing so far. Um, but obviously, from a teaching standpoint, that's the hardest part, and, and it, it's difficult I when mean, you start in third, fourth grade, and you try to teach some real small concepts and hopefully teach them how to read and, and, and play off the bounce and play off screens, and that's it's a pretty complex uh, skill set for young kids. But um, I think everybody's been pretty patient and has kind of looked at the long term of it's not about necessarily winning in your youth program, it's about being successful and teaching them how to, how to have fun and, and be successful in the future as well. So
2: you obviously had any, have not had any big mouth grandfathers that are sitting at, say, fourth and fifth grade junior Spartan games up until now. Well, guess what? Here I am. I'm just kidding. I've got, so people understand, I've got two grandsons in the junior Spartans program. Uh, Logan Bonner, who is playing on the fourth grade level, and Keegan Bonner in the fifth grade level. And when they're playing outside of Saturday mornings, you know, to before noon, I've had a chance to go out and watch them play. And, and I don't know why I'm still surprised when I walk into a fourth or a fifth grade game and I see you there coach, but I I still get a little bit surprised, not nearly as shocked as I, as I have been in the past, but boy, the the amount of time and, and, and effort that you put into this entire program, you know, from the early years, you know, these third and fourth grade kids all the way through varsity obviously is, is quite a bit. And, and, you know, if, if, you look up the definition of gym rat in in the dictionary, your picture is probably there, um, but you love this stuff, and you love
1: watching these kids play yeah absolutely I mean it's fun to go watch the younger kids play and a lot of times to be honest it's it's super enjoyable because it's so basic and so simple um so you get to kind of watch kids just enjoy playing basketball and I think as they get older sometimes you know it becomes a little bit more adult run and Becomes a little less fun. So getting back out in third and fourth grade is certainly a, a way to kind of see basketball. Sometimes it's ugliest and, and sometimes it's purest. So um yeah, it's good to go watch the kids play and support them. And and obviously all those kids that, that are coming to East are um, thankful whenever our staff and our whole staff is really involved in it. So it's certainly not just me, but they're really thankful when the coaches show up and and sit on the bench or give them pointers. And and it certainly helps us. Uh, yeah, you know, refocus on why we're doing it, and just about loving the game and, and helping kids.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. And and it's interesting because, you know, some of the um, at that age, it they they haven't been in the youth program before. So when you show up or your staff shows up, as much as you do, they think, well, that's kind of the way it is everywhere. And I tell them very quickly, it is not. It it you know very seldom, maybe one time a year. The varsity coach will show up and, and high-five some of the kids and maybe stay f- for the first half and maybe get to a practice or two and maybe bring a couple of his players once so these kids understand and then invite them to a game. But that's about, you know, the extent of it. They may have coaching meetings with the with the youth coaches so that they're running the same stuff. But other than that, um, so I, I certainly let people know that that's, that is uh, a difference. Hey, before we get to a break um, – when you left Manitowoc, and I know that you took a little time off, but then ended up at Brookfield East, was the idea um, coming down to, to Milwaukee, was that something you had in your mind when you were, because you were at Ron Colley for a long time. And when you made the decision to, to maybe move on and, and maybe move up and then ended up at Brookfield East, was, was this area an area that you wanted to move to?
1: Uh, really, to be honest, I, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I knew that I'd been at Ron College 17 years and we certainly had a really, really good thing going, but I was just curious to see what it would be like if I had another challenge and I wasn't sure if I would want to do that at the college level or the high school level. And, you know, the more I was exploring the college level and some opportunities came up at, at high schools uh, around the state and and certainly Milwaukee is a good place to be. I mean, it's a bigger city than, than Manitowoc, and for me, you know, coming from Berlin, Wisconsin, it's huge, obviously. Um, So it it was appealing to look at Milwaukee, and then for whatever reason, you know, the the East situation came about, and it it seemed like a perfect fit, and I loved our administration, Uh, Andy Farley running running our school as a principal, and just what the district is all about in terms of education and, and trying to strive for excellence, and I just kind of thought, well, maybe this is a good fit, and so far, it's turned out to be a really good fit.
2: He is Joe Rucks, head basketball coach at Brookfield East. And if you listen to this show or you know me personally, we have the conversation. And because what I do here on the radio station, I get asked a lot, who's the best high school basketball coach in the state of Wisconsin? I I can't specifically tell you who it is, but this guy's in the conversation. And any time that we talk about it and you guys that are listening know – um, I tell you about Joe Rucks, and if, if it's somebody from outstate and you're not familiar with him, I'll make you familiar with him. There's a couple of guys in that conversation year in and year out, and he is certainly one of them. We'll continue our conversation with Joe Rucks, head basketball coach for the boys' team at Brookfield East. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, and our guest for the next segment is Joe Rucks, head basketball coach at Brookfield East. Hey, Joe, let's talk a little bit about the Greater Metro Conference if we can. I've said it the last number of weeks that it it is the best basketball conference in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, From top to bottom, I went and saw Tosa West play Tosa East. And one right now is undefeated in your conference, and one doesn't have a win. And that was a five-point game. Tulsa West, West is a good basketball team, and right now uh, they don't have a win in your conference. And then when you look between it with Brook Central and Sussex Hamilton, you guys in Menominee Falls and Germantown Marquette and West Dallas Hale, it, it reminds me of the old Metro Conference years ago where there just was never a night off.
1: Well, there's no doubt. I mean, if you look at, if you look at our conference, you know, in the past few years, people have considered it to be really, really outstanding, but this year the the depth is, is unreal. I mean, there's not much separation between teams and if you come with, uh, without your full effort or without being focused on what you have to do, you're certainly going to lose. And I think people are, are familiar, obviously with, with central and Sussex and we've been fortunate in the last four years to be there too. But, um, after that, you know, it's kind of in the top three in separation, and now it's not like that. I mean, there's every night's a good game, and every team can beat you. So, uh, it's going to be a grind all year, and I'm sure that'll pay dividends for somebody in postseason.
2: Yeah, it definitely will. I was, I went over to watch because um, I had Coach Arndorfer on. I went over to watch the Tosi's Tosi West game, and I, I kind of expected. By looking at the records, and, and I didn't know a lot about Tosa West. I, I kind of expected that game to be a little bit one-sided, and it was not. I mean, Tosa West gave to everything they could handle, and I just thought, I've seen Brooks Central, I've watched Hamilton, I've watched you guys now. I haven't seen Menominee Falls, Germantown, Marquette, or Hale, but I'll get to see them soon. And I just think, boy, I'll tell you what, all really good coaches – you know, Coach Arndorf has been there a long time, Coach Cerrone, Dan Wandry does as good a job as anybody. Um, and it just you look at all the coaches in that conference, and these guys are all really quality coaches that run good programs. And I, I just thought, man, this, this conference reminds me of that old Metro conference from from years ago where there just is not a night off. Hey coach, when when we look at your roster. You know, and we're going to talk to one of your players as our pick and save student athlete of the week coming up. But boy, look, watching those kids play the other day against Nicolet, um, it just seems like this is a team that gets along pretty well. You guys give up the ball nice. Um, It's not like you have a ton of size, so you wouldn't scare anybody walking through the airport with this group. (laughs) But boy, they they do all the things that 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 you're asking them to do as far as you know boxing out, defending, help side, and and giving the ball up. And and I was just impressed with the group, and and I thought that they uh it looked like a team that that uh, gets along and doesn't really care a lot about who scores. They just want to win.
1: I would I would agree with that. It's a group that's pretty close. I mean they've played together for quite a while now. You know, for the last five years through the youth program in the high school, um, and. And certainly have, have found a way to, to help each other succeed. And I think the last part you said is maybe the most important part: they share the ball, and they really don't care who scores, which is I've mentioned before is, is pretty countercultural. When you look at the things that matter, at least in, in the media or or even with adults, you know it's usually points or it's margin of victory. But our kids are really have really bought into you know we'll be successful, and we'll kind of define that by. Being able to be the best version of ourselves, and if that's good enough, great. You know, and we'll have a lot of success. And if it's not, well, we'll still be successful. It just might not show up on the scoreboard every night. So they bought into they bought into being a good team, and they bought into wanting to have fun during the process, and and to work really hard, and and then just see where the chips fall after that.
2: Hey Joe, how different um, how different are you as a head basketball coach now than than you know what you were back in the early days over at, at Ron um, it are, are you, I guess, more relaxed a little bit? I, I watch you on the sidelines, and and I was behind you guys, so I, I can't see um, too much. But it, but it seemed like you were extremely pretty relaxed, but you know getting after a couple of your players a little bit. But are you a different coach now compared to where you were a number of years ago at Ron Colley?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think as you mature and you figure out, you know, what coaching is about, some of the you know, being so stressed out about whether or not you're winning or losing disappears. You're still competitive, as we all are, by, by all by all means, we're competitive, but just some of the focal points of what you're trying to get accomplished and, and you know the experience for the kids just changes and I think that changes the demeanor a little bit. Um, I've said to our kids multiple times, you're, you're, the next day you're going to wake up and life's going to go on, so whether you win or lose, people move forward and um, so you just make the most of your experiences and work really hard at it and compete, and you just keep moving forward. So um, that's kind of been my approach as as I've gotten older, and I think that reduces some of the the stress both on the coaching staff and on the players of let's just be our best version of ourselves, and let's see what happens, you know versus we have to win or else. and you know, it changes everything.
2: Hey. You- hey do you um do you get sick and tired of having to play Brookfield Central three times every year I mean you guys right is it and I'm not that that happens like literally you guys play twice in the conference and then there's always you know another one coming and you, and you know that because that's the way you know WIA everything is set up that way and and you get a chance to to have to play them a few times so that gets to be difficult I would think
1: yeah I mean from a standpoint of the, the sectional we're in is pretty much all conference teams, so you know, I, I don't know. I've never been a huge fan of that, just because I think kids really enjoy playing different teams and, and they enjoy preparing for different teams versus the same teams three times in a row. And and whether it's Central or Sussex Hamilton, the last few years it's been Central, but you know you're you're going through again a really good team a third time, and uh, there's certainly no secrets about who you are at that point, and and you're, <laughs> it's a grind every single year to to see who's going to come out on top, but. Um, we've managed to make it I'm good friends with Dan and we've managed to make it more about community and about you know celebrating the kids versus you know who's better every second of the day and and that's been a lot more healthy I think for both of us just to view it as let's compete and when we're done we're still good friends and so I really appreciate the rivalry in terms of that more so than who's winning or, or how many times we play and And I think our kids are in the same boat. I mean, I know our kids are good friends with the Central kids. We live in the same community. So keeping it as positive as possible is is certainly one of our goals as well. Hey,
2: can we uh, take a journey back real quick to the 2017-18 season? And, and, you know, you guys won a state championship. You beat Oshkosh North in the finals. But, boy, that journey, Coach, to get there – Um, You know, you lost your last regular season game to Sussex-Hamilton and and beat Milwaukee South. And then the Milwaukee-Hamilton game in the regional final at home was a 49-48 game. And it was – there were some games, that Sun Prairie game along the way, that were just really – I mean, these are nail biters. And people ask me, and I've been lucky enough to be part of a couple state championships – I don't remember the games at the Kohl Center a whole lot, but I remember that journey getting there because it's so difficult to get there. Do you remember those games much, the the one against Hamilton and the one against, uh, uh, well, Sun Prairie was up at the Kohl Center, but certainly that that regional final was a difficult win for you guys, 49-48, and got on a nice roll after that. But that journey to get there, is, is that what you remember most about that year?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, it, it could have went any way, right? Like you think about the regional final, and, and I even go back to that Sussex game if we win it. You know, are we in the same spot, you know, in terms of hunger and, and desire to try to do better, you know, coming into the tournament? Um, I don't know. You know, it, it's a really tough question to answer. Obviously, you'd love to be successful in every game, but um, that Sussex loss certainly refocused us and, and got us ready for tournament. And then having to grind one out against a, a talented Hamilton team, and, and just barely getting by that, you know, toughened us up a little bit for the rest of the journey. And, um, and obviously things went well for us up until the North game. And hats off to them. I mean, they did have a, an NBA lottery pick on their team. They're, they're tremendous. So they, they were really good. But all along the way, there's no doubt you, you enjoy the journey. And again, once you're at the Kohl Center, I think win, win, lose, or draw, it's more about how many kids get that opportunity to play there and, and how many kids get a chance, you know, to, to play in front of 15,000 people.
2: You know I felt good for um, for Patrick Cartier. You know, six seven kid, and we talked in that first segment that with your offense, you know you adjust. I mean, if you got a, a really talented six seven kid like him, um, you can continue to run what you run with with some minor adjustments. But you look at that roster and you know there were some really good basketball players, some young kids. You know, Hayden Doyle, I think, was a freshman um, on that team. <laughs> And you look at, at some of those kids that made that team go, but that was the kid that, that, you know, he was always really polite. He was a really nice kid. He was a smart kid. And it was it was nice to see a kid like that have some success like that at the end.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Patrick is still having a heck of a career, you know, playing over at and Hillsdale right now, but he was a tremendous kid who, who we did tweak a lot that year because he was so talented and so gifted inside. And, uh, we we're still obviously running our five out, but gave him a lot of freedom to to decide when he was going to be a screener versus a, a post player. And he used that pretty wisely. And yeah, he's obviously uh, was a tremendous player, but that, that senior class with his brother, Everett Cartier, and you throw Peyton Simon into the mix. I mean, guys that most people didn't recognize, they just worked unbelievably hard and did all the roles that that also set a great example for our underclassmen of how to be successful.
2: There's no doubt. Hey, Coach, thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time. Good luck. You get Germantown and, and West Dallas Hale uh, next week, and then West Dallas Central and, and Tosa West. And, you know, if you haven't seen, haven't had a chance to watch Brookfield East play, uh, there's a number of ways to watch them. It's hard to get into games sometimes, but they they do stream. And some of the games that they're playing, you get a chance to watch. Uh, I really appreciate your time, Joe. And and you know what? You nominated a really good pick-and-save uh, student athlete of the week that we're going to get to next. And, and he's a kid that certainly makes this team go. And he takes care of all his business in the classroom and on the court. And I look forward to talking to Hayden Doyle next. So, Joe, thanks a lot. Uh, happy New Year and good luck the rest of the way. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. That's Joe Rucks, head basketball coach at Brookfield East. Other side of the break, pick and save student athlete of the week, Hayden Doyle. He is, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I got a chance to watch him play, and and uh, he's an awfully good basketball player. He is heading, uh, got a great college career coming up as well, but he's got a lot of business to take care of uh, with this Brookfield East team before his high school career ends. We'll talk to him on the other side. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community, in their classroom, and on the court? Let's meet the pick-and-save high school student-athlete of the week, brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries.
2: Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, four-year varsity player at Brookfield East. I guess he was on the roster for the uh, for the state championship, and he is averaging just under twenty-seven a game. Maybe it's above that at this point, but boy, what a uh, what a great career he's had over at Brookfield East. He is Hayden Doyle. Hayden, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. Congratulations, our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week.
3: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, really excited. Yeah, you bet.
2: Hey, let's talk about your career over at Brookfield East. Do you remember? It goes by quick, right? Those four years <laughs> go by real quick. Too quick, yeah. Way too quick. I, hey, I remember when my son was a freshman and I was coaching a Calvary Baptist or I was at Dominican his freshman year, but they had senior night, and I thought, man, I got a long time before that. And it just comes up really quickly. Hey, do you remember playing? Were you? Did you play a lot um, on that varsity team when you were a freshman?
3: Yeah, I played probably like ten or fifteen minutes. Um, I was like the sixth or seventh man. I was like the first guard off the bench. Um, but then in the um, state semifinal game, I played the whole, pretty much the whole second half and overtime. So that was kind of like my man. like big game, I guess you would say. Hey, do you
2: remember, and maybe not, but do you remember the first couple of games your freshman year and how big and fast and strong these kids you were playing against were? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It was definitely, it's so much faster than even like AAU or um, like eighth grade. Obviously, that's a big jump, but I kind of got used to it because I played a lot of um, summer league, which isn't the same, but um, it was was probably the closest that I was going to get before. Um, a real regular season game. So,
2: you know the um, the idea too. Freshman year, you go up and win a state championship. You start thinking, okay, this is you know this is easy. We can do this. It's a very difficult thing to do, especially in the region sectional that Brookfield East is in.
3: Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, you you definitely can't take that for granted. Um, that was a great year with a great group of seniors. And obviously Patrick was really good, and um, it was just it was just a really uh, good group of guys who kind of all came together and played for each other, and we ended up getting as close as you can get to a state championship, and it was it was a great ride for sure.
2: Hey, when um, watching the game against Nicolay the uh, the other day, and you and I had this conversation, they made that adjustment on you. And, and I don't know what you had at half, 22, 24, something like that at half, ended with 30. They made an adjustment, and, and we're not going to allow you um, any more open looks, and basically what I call second graded you, and that is we're just not going to care where the ball is. We're just going to deny um, number four the ball. Your teammates hit some big shots down the stretch, a couple of big threes. I know that Bryce hit one and Matt hit one, and, and that just takes a lot of pressure off for a guy like you.
3: Yeah, that's, that's like the best feeling because um, whether it was like um, something I did or something someone else did to get them open and then them having the confidence to knock um, really big shots down is, is awesome. And, yeah, like you said, it, it definitely takes pressure off me because I, I don't have to score Then I can just kind of focus on, on playing defense or, or finding a way to get them open because they do a great job of getting me open a good amount of the time too. So. No, that's that's always awesome to see guys stepping up and drilling big shots
2: and you know speaking of playing defense you know coach Rux not only you know says hey look you got it. you're you're a number one option offensively but now take Kobe Johnson and take him out of the game he's only a kid who's you know I don't know four five six inches taller and he's going to USC but you know Hayden he's yours so uh do your best on, on him. So <laughs> defensively, it's not like you can take a little bit of a break, get a breather on the defensive end and then come down to do what you do offensively. But, you know, you've got to play difficult guys like that night in and night out, especially in this conference.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, pretty much every team has, has kind of a guy like that where someone's um, going to be called on to, to get the job done. And uh, there's there's no breaks in the conference. There's no breaks ever in basketball. So, you just kind of got to be ready and and just understand that every every possession you take off, that guy's probably scoring because they're they're just that good at this point. So, you just take it one he possession a, at a time. And he is Hayden yeah, Doyle. Yeah.
2: He's a senior at Brookfield East, and if you haven't had a chance to watch this young man play, I would recommend you do it before you know before the Brookfield East. Uh, basketball season ends and it could end, you know, a, a long time from now up at the Kohl Center. That's how good this team is. But I'll tell you what, if you haven't had a chance to see him play and you're a basketball fan, get out somehow to watch him play or or, or stream one of the games that they have to get a chance to watch him play Hayden. When I talked to coach Rux and said, Hey, uh, do you want to nominate our, our pick and save student athlete of the week? And I put, I put a lot of, uh, pressure on some of these coaches. Cause they're like, look, I got a couple guys. How do I choose? And I said, well, you get one. And he said, let's go with, with Hayden Doyle. Um, he's a big time student athlete. Hayden, your, your motivation for being such a good student athlete, where did that come from?
3: Um, I would say it came from my mom and my dad. They kind of instilled it in me when I was younger. Like it was always, um, is your schoolwork done? Oh, if it's not done, you can't go hang out with your friends or you can't go to the gym. Um, I, it's not at that point anymore, but when I was younger, they, they definitely kind of instilled like the value of, of school first. And then also my grandparents always asked me whenever I see them, how's school doing? Are you getting good grades? Um, and then, you know, I think, like, just kind of the good habits and the hard work of getting your schoolwork done kind of carries over to the floor or the field or wherever you kind of um, – whatever sport you play, I just think the good habits kind of carry over. So that's that's where it stems yeah. from.
2: Well, I, I like that answer, and I'll tell you why. Because, look, you should – when we hang up, you should go hug or say thank you to your grandparents, your mom and dad, you're going to Washington University in St. Louis next year, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And you understand how difficult it is to get into a school like that. I mean, it it, it is um, academically one of the best schools around, and, and it is a wonderful place. I, I know a number of uh, young men and, and a gal that went there. And all of them just rave about, obviously the academics. And it's very difficult, but just the atmosphere at Washington University in St. Louis. And, you know, had your parents not said you can't go hang out with your friends until you get your homework done, you may not be going there. So you want you might want to thank them when we hang up
3: here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it, it's it's all it's all a credit to them. They they did a great job. So I'm really thankful. Hey.
2: What made you choose Washington University?
3: Um, it, it was definitely the academics. It um, was kind of the most important just in like the recruiting process in general. That was kind of what I held above everything else. Um, and then the coaching staff, I, I kind of built a relationship with them over the course of a year. Um, I went to like um, their camp um, when I was going into my junior year, and then we just kind of stayed in contact. Um, and built a good relationship and then when I visited I just I just loved the place the campus is beautiful and um, I got along with the guys well so it was just it was just a perfect uh, fit for me and I was I'm really excited for it
2: he is Hayden Doyle again our pick and save student of the week Hayden I, I I thank you for coming on I uh, I'm going to call you early next week and we'll meet uh, next week Someday, uh, some evening at a pick and save, either closest to your house or closest to your school, you guys can decide. We'll let Coach Rux know. You want to let your family know um, and some of your teammates if they want to come join us. But we'll meet over there. I've got a really nice plaque for you as our pick and save student athlete week. We'll get some pictures. I'll meet you in person. And uh, we'll get you out in, in, in all of about 15 minutes. But I can tell you that our local pick and save stores really celebrate uh, student athletes, and they congratulate you, and I congratulate you, and and keep up the good work. I hear nothing but good things about you.
3: Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, giving me the award, and I look forward to uh, to seeing you.
2: You got it. Uh, he is Hayden Doyle. Good luck the rest of the way. Keep uh, keep hitting free throws. The way you get to the line, you get to the line a lot. You better keep hitting those free throws, or Coach Rux will keep you after practice.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Thank you.
2: Yeah, you bet. That's Hayden Doyle. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to catch up with the head basketball coach at New Glarus. He is Travis Cisco for a segment, and then Kelly Kennedy. She's the former head women's coach at Akron. She's now an author, author of a book called Broken to Bold, and, and uh, she's become a friend of mine. We're going to talk a little bit about this book and talk a little bit about when she was the head coach at Akron, what she looked at, what she looked for when she was recruiting high school juniors and seniors that's coming up 11 15 our uw credit union team of the week the head coach will be joining us and then mark miller for the last two segments this is the varsity blitz high school basketball Coaches show presented by your local pick and save stores on 12 50 a.m the fan
0: oh come, let us adore him. Oh, come. Welcome back to
2: the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. You know, we like to, to reach out state a little bit and, and uh, get in contact with a couple of coaches from different conferences and just kind of check in. And I had a chance a couple of years ago to, to meet Travis Cisco, the head basketball coach at New Glarus, when I was doing a segment for Around the Corner and uh, fell in love with that team. And they ended up by, in fact, on that episode... I predicted that they would win a state championship, and they went out and did it, and I was in the crowd because my team, Martin Luther, was getting ready to go into the dressing room, get into the locker room, excuse me, to go um, change, and we were going to play right after them. So I, I got a chance to watch these kids play that I had talked to and interviewed a little bit for Around the Corner, and, and, and Travis, had seems like a million years ago. When we were at the cold center, but it wasn't. It was just two years ago. Um, yeah. Happy New Year, Travis. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, Mike. Appreciate
4: you having me on today. So, yeah. Yeah. No you, pressure that summer, huh? You put a lot of pressure on us. It, so it's to get to the cold
2: center, I guess. Hey, you know, some <laughs> guys run from pressure. Not that group, man. <laughs> no, I tell you what, not. that Travis. That was a confident group of of basketball players that knew they knew they were good. They weren't afraid of it. And, and said, hey, look, we got a shot. Why not us? And it was yep. fun to watch throughout the year. And I know from 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 you know back then watching some of of your games and there was some look there is it was a tip tip uh, as usual a difficult journey uh, to get to the cold center for sure. There were a couple of a uh, nail biters in there but boy that was a, a really good senior laden there were some, some really good guards you had on that team but when, you know, you Fenimore took took you right down to the to the wire. Um, certainly, Ron Colley in the semis up at at the Cold Center. Sure. That was a really yep. good game. I was at that one. Um, you know, Coach, it's fun to look back. Obviously, and and things were things were normal, I guess. Putting my quotations in the air when we there was fifteen thousand people at the Cold Center watching those games, and it just doesn't it seem like it was forever ago.
4: It does seem like a long time ago. You're right about that. Um, and uh, you, you know, yeah, I, I, I hate that. You know, all those communities got had to miss out on that experience last year. You know, because that was such a positive experience in our community and and so forth. But uh, to see that uh, you know taken away from from all those teams last year, that that was tough. But uh, hopefully this year we'll we'll uh, we'll get that state tournament back and things are looking better right now. I hope.
2: So. yeah, I do too. Hey, last thing about that team, that correct kid was good, man. He was, real, he was good. What's he doing? Is he
4: playing? Uh, you know, Jaden, um, he, he, he played enough basketball in high school. He was a kid that played year round and um, Jaden, I mean, you just had a heck of a student athlete on in Hayden Doyle. I listened to that interview, but uh, uh, Jaden is a top notch student too. And he went to Platteville for, uh, to, uh, to be an engineer. And good he's been working him. hard on that and, he, uh, he just, you know, once he got done with high school, he I know he's doing some intramurals and stuff like that, but he uh, he was uh, just not ready to play in, in college, I think. And I, I know they wanted him, but uh, but yeah. uh, he just wanted to focus on his studies, and that's what he's been doing.
2: I'll tell you what, if I was putting together a Muni League team at Platteville, man, I'd pick him. Be, <laughs> he would be one of my first picks. I'd walk down the hall of that dorm and say, hey, you – Come on, play with us for sure. Hey, let's talk about this year. And and look, it's a it's a whole different animal. And and I after that we won it up at, at, at State with Martin Luther, I retired. 36 years of coaching and doing what you guys do was enough for me. So I'm not in that grind on a day-to-day basis. But what sure. what's this year been like for, for you guys and the Capital South Conference? Um yeah, you're always worried you're going to get a call at three o'clock saying the game's canceled, right?
4: Right, and and you know, knock on wood, we haven't had to to deal with any issues like that. I know some other teams have had that, but uh, you know, it, it's obviously there's some differences with you know all the protocols you got to follow and and you know wearing the mask and washing the hands and things like that. But I think what's been nice and what's at least been a relief for for us and our kids is. You know once the ball goes up you're just playing basketball and uh and some of that other stuff goes away and you can and you can kind of get back to some sort of normalcy and uh and just play the game and uh so that part of it has been really good and uh you know we've uh the scheduling you know patience has been my word this year for for my families because it's like hey we, we might not know from day to day what we're doing and uh I know we picked up a game on a Monday to play on a Tuesday night against a really good rich and center team that ended up going double overtime and, and we squeaked one out. But, uh, you know, that was just the last minute. They were looking for a game. We were looking for a game and we played and we actually played in our old high school, which is now our elementary gym, because the girls had a home game that night. So, (laughs) you know, there's things like that that are just unique this year. Um, we were supposed to play at Deerfield this coming Monday. Um, they, they were unable to, to play on Monday night, and we picked up uh, Orfordville Parkview to play on Tuesday night. You know, things that never would have happened, you know, last year or years previous are, are just kind of the new normal this year.
2: You know, Coach, I, that part of this, I kind of like. It's like the old days, at least here in Milwaukee on the playground, where, you, you know, you'd, see, you'd meet somebody that played at a playground four miles down that you didn't know anybody and said, you guys play bad, you want to play us? You know, that kind of stuff. And in football, it happened, too. I do a scoreboard show, and, and Sussex-Hamilton was looking for a game, and Baraboo was looking for a game. Well, these are two schools sure. that would never play. And they were like, hey, you want some? Yeah, I'll come up there. Come on, let's play. And so that part of it I kind of like, and I think that would be fun. But just not knowing. I I wouldn't be an athletic director right now for for no. all <laughs> the team. In China. I just wouldn't. You Those guys have a yeah. guy. They're you know they have templates that they work off of for years. They throw them out the window this time with with this kind oh, of stuff. Oh yeah,
4: it's uh we're, we're lucky we got a good athletic director and uh, and Brittany Spencer Grant and um but she's she's working hard this year trying to find officials for games that get moved and things like that and that's you know, it's a credit to all these ads to to make all this work too because there's a lot of moving pieces that that people don't normally see.
2: Hey coach, last question this team I'm and I'm looking at your stats. It looks at, at least offensively you're led by a couple of juniors. Um, is this a, a younger team and 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 how you feeling about this year's team? Do you, these kids get along? They give the ball up a little bit. Is it a fun team to coach?
4: You know, I think we've actually had six different leading scorers um wow. throughout through, through our first eight games. So, um, you know, we've got uh I've got three three kids that played on that state team. Um, that are seniors this year. Uh, Mason Martinson started for us that year, and then Darius Shutt and, and Nathan Streif were uh, were both uh, guards that came off the bench for us. Um, so, so we've got some very good experience in that way. Um, Carter Sigenthaler is a, was a sophomore that was up on varsity for us last year. That's had a nice year, and then uh, Dane Walter is our fifth starter, and he's uh, he uh, he played JV last year. He's a big, strong kid that uh, um, kind of. Sky's the limit for him right now. He's pretty raw, but he's uh, he's working hard and getting a lot better.
2: Yeah, and I looked in size-wise, you know, for six, seven kid in in the post, you got a couple of those, but he uh, he obviously is working hard. Hey, coach, I really appreciate your time. Um, good luck in that Capital South, and and uh, anytime the New Glarus, uh around the corner show pops up, I I go back and watch it because. <laughs> you know, I don't predict things very well, but I got that one on the button, and, and it was awfully fun to watch that team play. And, and I appreciate a couple minutes of your time, and uh, and good luck. Happy New Year to, to you and your family, and good luck with this team.
4: Hey, thanks, Mike. Really appreciate the opportunity today, and Happy New Year to you. You got it, Travis. He's Travis Cisco,
2: the head coach at New Glarus. Other side of the break, Kelly Kennedy. She is a former Division I women's coach at Akron, and she is an author of a book called Broken to Bold. And we're going to talk to her about a couple of things, but some of it is with this book because I think there's some coaches out there and some parents that really benefit from from reading this book that she just put out. And we'll talk to Kelly Kennedy on the other side of the break. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The
0: Fan.